Welcome to Floor Masters. I'm Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, the number one floor and contractor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This podcast is about floor installation, custom showers, kitchen remodels, bath remodels, everything involved from materials to pricing to how-tos and how-not. Get your headphones, get your pen and paper, and let's get it. All right. Hey, 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 everybody. It's Anthony Moses with Simply Intricate Designs, the number one floor contract in Baton Rouge. You guys are tuning in to the Floor Master Podcast. Yeah. I have a really amazing person on, 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 the, on the show today. Jim Seagulls. We're going to be talking about quoting. The topic of today is quoting. What is included in the quote? There's so many ways that this can go. And I'm so excited to have a guest on the show that's going to let us know about quoting. We call ourselves pros. None of us claim to be the best, but we know what we're doing. So pay attention. Y'all take some notes. Get your pen, get your paper, and we're going to jump right into it. So Jim, do me a favor. Tell everybody your name. Give them your company name, give them all your social media, how you got in the business, and what you're specializing in. Uh, what's up, guys? My name's Jim with Seagos Construction. Uh, my name's Jim Seagos um, in Delray, New Jersey. Uh, got a bunch of good installers right around the area of where we're at here. And uh, we specialize mainly in bathroom remodels. We do uh, full remodels, but uh, we also do uh, custom tile work, flooring, you know, custom showers, all that stuff. And uh, it's a pretty good, good market for it in the area. I've been in business for about three years for myself, but I've been in the trades going on 20 years now in total. And I've been setting tile for about 10 years at this point. So tile setter, that sounds like a professional to me. Not really. Uh, professionally, probably about two years after I joined GTP and all that stuff. So. Yeah, 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 same here. <laughs> So what, um, how did you get started in the tile industry or, or the, the trade industry period? Uh, trade industry, uh, I was still in high school. I was, uh, I went out, I was building swimming pools for, uh, for a summer. And uh, I had a new neighbor moved in across the street. It was coming towards the end of pool season and uh, he asked me to build a pool for him. So I went over there, he saw my work ethic, saw how I worked, saw I was able to run a crew. And he's like, hey, I know the season's coming to an end. You want a job? And I was like, yeah, why not? I think I was uh, 17 at the time. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. And I just, you know, I knew that's the route I wanted to go. So I just stuck with it and learned as I went. So you were running a crew at 17? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's not too much to pools. It's, you know, it's level. It's plumb, just like tile. And yeah. uh, you got to follow the, you know, follow the blueprint. But it's, uh, yeah, it's not that much to it. Hey, it might not be to you, but <laughs> some people may think, hey, running a crew is just managing people is a task. So that's why I, that's, that's why I say that just managing people, period, whatever they're doing, managing people is a task. So that's, I think that's crazy um, to be running a crew at such a young age. But hey, everything happens for a reason and it got you to where you are now. So that's cool to know. Um, if you had like what 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 kind of what kind of uh, remodels do you do? Is there a specific specific thing you like to install? Um, I know for myself, uh, I always call call simply intricate design with uh, the artist of installations because I want to do like the creative stuff. Like, 
Yeah, um, we do more customer models. So um, I come from a carpentry background originally. Mm-hmm. And uh, about 10 years ago, I was working with a guy that was doing all high-end work. And we would do a lot of our tile in-house. Yep. So I started by running a wet saw, running buckets, up and down the stairs, grouting, stuff like that. And uh, I just paid attention. So, um, you know, uh, fast forward a couple of companies, I started installing for a company. Um, you know, the owner, when, uh, you know, he, w- he would give me the breakdown on what we were doing and kind of uh, let me go at it on my own. Um, he knew that I was meticulous enough to give him a good product. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Even though, to my knowledge at the time, I know now that we weren't 100% doing things correctly back then. Right. So, um, like I said, I just uh, I started with that first company. And then each company I worked for, they was mostly remodeling companies full time. And uh, what we would do is, like I said, we would do all of our tile work in-house. So I got a ton of experience that way. Um, I did work under some pretty good guys, though, when I was coming up. Yeah. So I was able to pick up a lot of the basics that way. I think that's big starting out uh, being under the right direction. I know for me that uh, when I started on my own, same way with you, like joining GT- GTP, yeah, I realized that it was so much that I wasn't taught. Like, oh, uh, man, I feel like I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But but that's but, where you get that that's where you get that fire from, man, to go yeah. out and chase that knowledge. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, the past two two and a half years since I've been on those online groups and forums, it's been just nonstop, man. Any workshop that's in the area, yeah. this that whatever it is, any chance I get to go out and network with these guys, um, I'm talking to installers from all over the country on a daily basis. Right. We're trading tips. We're trading secrets. We're not secrets, but. We're trading tips. We're filling each other in on new info. And that's the way you get better, you know? Right. We didn't have that stuff when I started back then. You know what I mean? It was yeah. whatever your boss told you to do, that's how you did it. And, and I, think, uh, I think it's so many people in the industry just from uh, that you can see that don't have that uh, desire to learn more. And like they'll plateau at a certain, certain level. And it's like, man, it's is so much that we don't know. Like you'll yeah, see yeah. things from people uh, in another country that are doing things that's like, ah, I need to learn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Uh, he's in Cameron Roderick, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh the God, one that does those uh Dude, those that dude's a beast. Legs. Dude, he's a beast, man. Absolute beast. By himself. Like yeah, he's doing yeah. it by himself. He's got like a snap cutter and a couple of grinders over there, and he's killing it, man. Like better yeah. than a lot of people around here with people. top of the <laughs> line technology, man. A lot of people. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um, as far as our coding topic, uh, give me some, 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 some of your your perspective on uh, what what comes into quoting because I know that I find when you give people a quote you'll find that they're looking for, and I'm not saying that this is everybody, but you, we all know that there's customers that were, they will wait for you to give them that bottom line number so they can start changing things. Yeah, yeah. You quoted me on this and this is the price. Now, tomorrow, I'm gonna give you a list of different things that I want. 
So give yeah. me uh give me give me some insight on quoting and what's involved. I mean, what's included in the quote? I mean, first thing is when you walk through somebody's door, you got to read the person too. I mean, the more estimates, the more experience you get with it, the better you're gonna get. I put myself in some pretty bad positions early on in my own business when I was doing this, where I was literally working my butt off to, to barely make ends meet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it's like I said, you kind of got to read the people and know exactly how crazy you got to go with. I'm a firm believer in a good handshake and eye contact. And uh, some people just aren't having that. And that's where you really got to put everything down on paper, down to what you're doing. And uh, we were kind of speaking of it a little bit earlier before we started the podcast, but like, uh, like uh, you have to uh, go through step-by-step step with them. Like even before I submit my quote with the customer, uh, I'm, I'm going through the process on the, uh, the actual estimate and letting them know exactly what's gonna be done there. Of course you fine tune it, you know, when you put it down on paper, and then I usually, before we sign contracts and all that, I'll go through and do a secondary. I like to go through, I don't like that email contract signed over, da, da, da. I'm not trying to get a check right away. Right. I want to go over there and make sure that we're all on the same page, do a walkthrough, and then we go through that estimate step by step so I can let them know exactly what we're going to be doing there. This way, at the end of the day, it's not going to end up costing me money and coming out of my profit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When I'm bidding a job out, I know what I need to make off of that job. And I don't, you know, that's what I'm trying to make off of it at the end of the day. So I think um, with uh, just giving, like you said, it's, it's certain steps that, that you go through and you read the customer to, to get a feel for um, which way the transaction may or may not go. There are some situations where, uh, I won't send the the estimate or the quote in an actual estimate form. Yeah. I'll just send them the number in a text message. Yeah. Because some people are looking for their detailed quote so they can go pass it on to somebody else. But yeah, 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 yeah. I know where you're going with this. So you can yeah. you can you can kind of gauge certain people to say, hey, this is how much it's gonna cost. And if they want to move forward to say, okay, send me an estimate, then you can do that. But sometimes once you give them that number, and if it's over what they were looking for, you're probably not going to get a response. I mean, that's kind of where you got to go on the reading people thing, too. Like, I usually, just because of my experience in the field and everything like that, I know where we're going to be at to a certain degree on a project. Mm -hmm. So I'll give them a number. Like, if we walk in on a bathroom model, we're doing all custom this, that, whatever, I'm telling them we're going to be 35, 45 range. You know what I mean? That gives me $10,000 to play with when I fine-tune it. You know what I mean? I know what subcontractors that I'm going to need for the job or, you know, my plumber's going to cost to a degree. And uh, I kind of I kind of leave that little bit of leeway to spark that interest. If they're showing interest on a project, then I'm really going to follow through with it. Yeah. But kind of like you were saying with that, you know, you shoot them over the text or give them a call and run through the numbers. I, uh, I, I try and do the same thing before I commit that time to the actual mm -hmm. paperwork because we all know typing that shit up typing that stuff up sucks <laughs> oh, <good>. so <laughs> you know yeah. i'm still the dude that's typing his contracts with a helmet on and two fingers at a time you know what i mean right. so right. you know it's again you're taking time away from your family and everything else at that point as well for you know something that might not pan out so 
no, kind of like you were saying, you really, uh, you got to show that they, they got to show you that they have some interest in the project. They're okay with the base numbers and then you move forward with it. You put more time into it. Yeah. Um, for you and, uh, and, and your company, as far as when you send over the estimate, what, um, I guess we have to give an ideal project. Uh, let's say if it's a, you said you do a lot of five by eights. Let's, yeah. let's use one of those for, for example, what is included in the quote as far as, um, materials go labor warranty um like what's what's in your package when you give the quote because uh sometimes homeowners they'll get the number and the question pops up of what's included in this so i mean every project's got a different budget again mm -hmm. that kind of goes into what you discuss on your estimate and everything like that um, certain projects, we just did a bathroom where we did a full Schluter system. These people wanted that lifetime warranty. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So we used full Schluter products and I told them it's going to be a little bit more expensive, but I'm negotiating with another customer right now where they were like, I don't care about the Schluter warranty. We need a shower that's going to work and we want a system that's affordable. No problem. You know, we're going to do yeah. a hybrid for you. I'm going to back it up with my own warranty throughout whatever else the manufacturer doesn't do. Um, regarding warranty, um, I usually do about 10 years on my showers. That's mm -hmm. with maintenance, everything like that. Um, right after we do the shower, I'll stop in, uh, about six months afterwards, just do a, a check on it, make sure nothing's cracking, make sure no caulk beads and, uh, you know, our expansion torrents or anything like that are, uh, you know, out of whack or anything. And then I usually do it yearly after that. I tell yeah. them, you know that if we want this, you want to honor the warranty, it's on paper that we got to go through this every six, you know, six months in the beginning. And then we go through it yearly after that. It takes but five minutes to stop by a house, catch up with them. And most of the times it turns into more work. So, right. you know, especially if they're happy with the job you did for them. Yeah. As far as a, a response from, from a customer, let's say you, you give a customer a quote and their response is, uh, I think this is too high. Um, such and such quoted me uh, about $1,500, let's say $2,000 cheaper. What's the um, response to that? Um, I wish them well with it and I hope everything works out with it. Um, I know how many years I've invested into the field. I know how many years I've invested in the trade and I know what I'm worth. Uh, we don't half-ass anything. Um, I don't say it in those words, but I let them know why we're the better selection. I let them know that, um, you know, the products that we use are all top of the line products. And uh, if they're gonna lose that over 1500 bucks, $2,000, that's on them. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't negotiate my pricing. That's something that I don't do. I used to do it in the beginning just to get work, but that's not really that big of a problem right? you know, right. Um, at this time. And I've, I've developed a good reputation in my area. So people know that if they go through me for a bathroom or a shower or whatever it may be, they're going to get a quality product that's yeah. going to hold up. So um, at the end of the day, my pricing is what it is. If they're not willing to kick up a couple extra bucks, like don't get me wrong, there's certain customers in the past that really wanted to use me, but you know, for 1500 bucks over the top end or something like that, I'm usually pretty good. I'll let them do a payment plan or something like that for the remaining balance of it. Mm -hmm. If we're talking a couple of bucks or something like that, I, I don't have any problems doing that.
But as far as dropping my numbers, that's just something I'm not interested in doing. Um, We're we're, we're here to make money. I'll typically ask them to send me over a quote or to take my quote and put it up against theirs to see if they're using the same quality materials, if they're going through all the steps and matching us, you know, apples to apples on what they're actually getting for their shower or their bathroom or whatever it may be, you know? Generally, I find that that uh, either they weren't serious about doing the project at all in from the beginning, or it'll give me the job. Like they'll say, you know what, I really want to use you. Now, sometimes they can turn into uh, those customers that want to stand over you because they're like, I, I agreed to this price; it was over budget. So. For whatever reason, I, I think that it like registers into some people's minds that that money that I paid uh, in comparison to the other project was for me to manage you. Like, yeah, yeah, I paid that extra so I can stand over you and nitpick about everything. But it generally <laughs> gets me the job. You you got to take the bad with the good in business. You know what I mean? You got some people. I had a customer handing me thirty five grand and said, "Give me a beautiful bathroom and I want a Kohler toilet." I was like, say less. The only thing that I had to go over with him was uh, I went over the shower fixtures with him. I recommended what I thought was going to be good. And we gave that guy an awesome bathroom. But then I've had other customers where we're doing, you know, basic remodel, kind of like you were saying, standing over you trying to dictate everything. And it's just, it comes with the territory to a degree. Um, if it gets too bad, I'll, I'll tell them that they have to step aside because it's an insurance liability at that point if they got hurt or something like that, or, yeah. you know, you can't really tell a customer to go kick rocks and uh, expect right. to get paid like that. So you got to <laughs> right. do it in a professional way, but you know, but they, they, they got to respect what you're, the, you're doing there too, to a degree. I mean, they hired us for the professionals. Let us do what we do. If we have yeah. questions or you have questions, it is what it is. You know what I mean? We'll address them. And I tell them we'll address it at the end of the day, unless it's something that needs to happen right now, you know? But as far as, you know, if we're sitting there mixing a bucket of thin set up in the bathroom or something like that, and they're standing there to the point where something can happen, I'm not having it because right. I don't need a lawsuit on my job site. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you, you got to kind of set those boundaries too. You know what I mean? To and I, think, I, think, I think all that starts from, from the initial conversation. Yeah. Like the, the way you treat people. Um, It'll kind of gauge how 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 the the, the entire job is gonna go. Not with everybody, but generally yeah. the way you treat people, you know, your customer service and how you, how you handle them, uh, how you talk to them. Like you said, the handshakes, looking at people in the eyes, it kind of gauges how how everything is gonna go after that. I got a reputation in my area of being an extremely honest and fair contractor. Okay, mm-hmm. I tell my customers right from the rip, rip, I'm priced a little bit higher. I'm not gonna be the highest estimate that you get. I'm not going to be the lowest, though. I can promise you that. And uh, I just wanted an estimate the other night. It was uh, probably about six, seven days ago. And I told the lady how backed up we are right now. And I was like, look, give me a week or two. I'll get it out to you as soon as I can. In that week period of time, she must have texted me about five times, requesting, seeing the status, da-da-da, da-da-da. I already know this lady's going to be a pin in the butt. Right. So from that point right there i um uh i've i've added funds on to my estimate that i'm going to email out today to to kind of compensate for that i know right. it's going to be a pain in the butt job 
but I also know that we can do it. And I also know we're going to do an excellent job on it. She's going to be happy with it. But there are going to be some hiccups. There's going to be some headaches. I mean, it's not to the point where it's going to be a complete nightmare that I would just walk away from it and tell them I'm not interested. But I did, you know, I got to be compensated for my time and my headaches as well, if that makes sense, you know? No, totally, totally. If you know know a job is going to be a pain in the ass, you should at least get paid for it. I'm not sure that customers totally understand it. And I think that's just because of the way... uh, contractors have been used for such a long time. I feel like it's starting to change. For whatever reason, I feel like they're starting to change. But I think that I'm not sure customers totally understand that. Uh, Even from from the time, let's say from the time that you you send out a quote, they accept it, you turn it into an invoice. Every phone call, every email, every uh, material run, all this is time on their job. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think they understand that yeah. you are, you, you, I gave you a quote for the time that we were gonna spend actively putting the labor in. Sometimes we don't always put that additional uh, cost in because that's not, you know, that's not our mindset. We're not, we're not thinking going into it that, oh, it's gonna be, I'm gonna spend an hour on the phone with this person yeah. every day trying to well, I got I got a perfect example for you. So um, I just sold a job. I typically don't work like right in my immediate neighborhood, like mm-hmm. my neighbors on my street and stuff like that. But uh, I had my neighbors approach me probably about six months ago. They wanted me to do a job at their house. We went over there on a the weekend, knocked it out, did an awesome job. They were super happy with it. So they came back to me a couple months later and asked me to come over and uh, they want to do a huge remodel. We're talking, um, you know, in excess of $90,000, okay? Mm-hmm. Most people don't have $90,000 sitting around in their pocket mm-hmm. or bank account. Right. So what they did was they refinanced their house, and they went through and got a construction loan through equity, blah, 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 whatever, all right? Now, I don't normally work with banks just because of the paperwork and the headaches that come along with it. Right. But they are good people. They're very appreciative of what we do for them and our time and i already knew what i was getting myself into prior to it so when i sat down i talked with them i was like look this is going to be a nightmare dealing with this bank i can tell you that from experience and i'm just warning you guys but um i have to be compensated for my time i'm putting a couple thousand dollars on top of it just to account for the additional paperwork that we got to do the extra stuff that's got to be submitted inspections from their appraiser da 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 um, we got to be there when these inspections happen. So, so you know, if we're going to be there, we got to be paid for it. And they were totally cool with it. We're like, no, we got it. We completely understand. Like, we're getting ready to submit the paperwork for the permits tomorrow on it so we can request the first draw. And she thanked me. She was like, I appreciate how hard you've worked up to this point. You haven't even gotten a dollar for it yet yeah. for your time. And uh, she's like, if we need to request more money, I have no problem doing it. So it's like some people get it where yeah. others don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They think that you're just, you know, if somebody calls me at nine o'clock on a Sunday, like I'm not talking about your damn shower at nine o'clock on a Sunday. I'm right. laying on the couch watching TV with my wife and my dogs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's, again, that kind of goes back to the boundaries things too. Because if you open up that door, then, you know, you, right. you kind of got to take what's on the other side of it. So, 
you kind of got to set the tone before you even, you know, move forward with anything, you know? Now with, um, what you mentioned in that, that I think that was a great example as far as, uh, back to the quoting goes, um, yeah. the time that you spend in designing as if you don't have a designer on the project, if you don't have a designer on your team, generally we are the designers. Correct. Do you include that in the quote? And is that uh, relayed to, to the customer to say, hey, look, it's gonna take some time for me to sit down with you, to pick out materials, to coordinate with uh, the paint that's on the wall that you wanna keep or the paint that we're, we're, uh, we're changing it to, all this has to complement each other. Do you include that in the quote? Uh, not not on paper. What I I will put it into my price because I know that we're going to spend you know an hour or two at the tile shop picking out tiles for our project, whatever it may be. Um, I will put it into my pricing, but I typically don't put design charges on paper. Mm -hmm. I'll just make it up throughout the overall scope of the work. You know what I mean? Like I'll kind of gauge out six to eight hours or something like that. Throw an extra day on the project or whatever gotcha. it may be. They, right. to kind of pick it up you know yeah and again i've i've been in suppliers where we're going to uh pick up stuff and uh in the uh tile shop or whatever sometimes we're in and out in 15 minutes and then i've been there for four hours at a time trying to going back and forth with tile samples da 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 if it's if it's a quick and easy one again like i said i'm an honest guy i'm not out to kill nobody right. i just want a, a good reputation and i want to feed my family so yeah. You know, it, it, you know, it's it's nice when you can come back to a customer to a degree and uh, not not take everything that's 100 percent on the table. Yes, yeah. we're in it to make money, but my reputation's 100 percent more important to me than, you know, two, three hundred bucks extra or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm, I was just curious because I know I spend a lot of time in. Uh, in tile shops, looking at materials, even outside of the job. Like I'll go on my own time to look at yeah. stuff just to, you know, get a feel for, all right, um, this, this, this is a tile I like to work with. If I get the color scheme, this is something I can bring to the table. Anytime I'm, I'm, I'm showing materials at the showroom, I always get there before the customer and start pulling things out, lay it out for them and say, hey, oh, yeah, you have collection. to, you have to. Um, because the showroom that uh, I, I work with is pro, pro source here, and it's huge. Like, yeah, plenty of times well, people walk in and they it, get overwhelmed. It's intimidating. I was just going to say that the customers. <laughs> I mean, we got a couple of places around here that I take my customers to, and um, most customers, even though they think they have an idea, they haven't been doing it as long as we have, and they don't know to a degree what's going to work and what's not going to work. You know what I mean? So. Um, like you said, if you if you get there a little bit a little bit early, you can kind of point them in the in the right direction. Um, usually, my customers will take my advice on what's going to happen. I mean, I've had customers that have gone on their own and had their bathroom completely picked out, and then when when we actually went to make the purchase and whatever it may be, they completely changed it up based on my suggestions. You know what yeah. I mean? They're like, I, I'm so glad we did it that way. It's very rare that you know. Um, again, it goes back to the experience of it and um, knowing what's going to work on a project and what's not going to work. Like I've straight told customers, this is going to look like crap if we yeah. do it like this. I don't want to, or it's against manufacturer specifications, da, da, da. 
you know, that's where you got to be the prof- professional and, you know, show your experience, let them know that you know what the hell you're doing and they hired you for a reason. Yeah. And then with the quoting, get paid for it, you know, <laughs> right. put it in your price. Right. And I think, I, I, um, like I said, the, 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 the floor masters is, is catered to the, uh, the customers and the homeowners. I think from this show, I think it's important for, for the listeners to realize that uh, uh, a reputable um, professional quality contractor is not out to get over on anybody. We charge what we charge so we can provide the service to the customers that they are expecting from us and also so we can stay in business to do it for the next customer. Yeah. Like it's 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 not a, a malicious thing to say, oh man, this job is gonna make me thirty thousand dollars in profit. Well, if, even if it does, that profit is so we can grow our business. Yeah, exactly. So we can have we can have a establishment, a brand that people will be happy to come back to. Yeah, and pass on to people that they know. You know what I mean? I do a yeah. lot of re- repeat work. And it's through that reputation that I've that I've uh, gotten in this area where I'm at. You know, it's it's not just I've done work for entire families that pass me around. You know what I mean? So it's like I I stay busy since I've been in business. And um, again, it, it kind of just goes back to honesty, man, and uh, just kind of doing the right thing on jobs. Try and give your customers the most that you can, and uh, you know, at least for their budget. But you got to know what you need to make off of that, off of each project, to keep your business afloat, put some profit in your pocket, and then invest on you know furthering uh, what you actually want to do with your company. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Uh, and it, with the with the time frame of quoting, how how soon or not soon? Let's say someone someone uh, requests a quote from you. How fast do you respond? Based on the project, um, you know, again, it kind of goes back to uh, dollar signs on that. If it's a huge project that requires a ton of research, everything like that, um, I I tell them it's going to take time. I'm not a big business in my area. You know what I mean? I'm in the field every single day. You know what I'm saying? And I'm doing my paperwork on nights and weekends. I'm doing my estimates at nights. And I'm still out every single day getting my hands dirty. You know what I mean? It's not like I can sit behind an office chair and send out quotes as soon as I come in. So uh, with that being said, I, tr- I try and give them a reasonable time frame. I tell them between a week or two to get it back to them. And I, I, I try and, you know, hold that end of the bargain on my side. And I try and get it to them. Sometimes it does not happen if we're extremely busy. Um, what I will do is I will shoot them a text or give them a call and say, hey, listen, um, I, I, I just haven't had the time to get to your stuff yet. Um, if I was doing work in your house, like I'm doing with my current customer, I would treat you guys with the same respect that I'm treating them right now. Your project comes first. You know what I'm saying? So, and most of them are okay to understand it. I'm not going to say all of them, but uh, most of them do understand that. Some of them are just like, it's all right. We got somebody else. No worries. I hope it works out good for you. You know? So I do try and get them out within a week or two though. So I'm, um, I, I look at it as, uh, I don't know, I think there is, and this is just for me personally, um, I'm 
going on my third year in operation, but I think this is still too. Uh, I'm still at that point of feeling like if I don't get them now, they're gone. Yeah. So I'll give them a price range. Like I give, I can give a a a, a, a price range for you know what you what you usually working with. Like you said, if it's something that's outside of the scope of the norm, then mm-hmm. I say, hey, look, give me a couple of days, and I can get back to you with a quote instead of being able to give them a price range over the phone. And if they accept it, then typing it up and sending it over. <clears throat> so I'm uh, I try to stay on top of it pretty quickly, only See, because. People you bring are. up a good point, man. You bring up a really good point there. Um, in my general area, we have about four to five different kinds of bathrooms. Okay. Those off of the top of my head. Um, I say, are we going, you know, on the actual estimate when I'm walking through, I'm saying, where are we going with materials? We kind of establish all that on the estimate. And I know, again, if we're doing custom courts work in a shower or something like that, I know what that stuff's going to cost or cost me through my supplier. So, I can shoot them a number kind of right then and there, you know what I mean? On the spot, like you were talking about, if it's a job that I actually really want to get, I feel like it's going to be a good, you know, a a decent moneymaker and, you know, I'm comfortable shooting a number out right then and there. I will, because I know what's going to be involved in it. I've done so many of them already at this point. Um, I can pretty much give them an idea right there on the spot, but as far as the actual written stuff, um, people need to understand that small business, self-employed contractors, we, um, you know, we're putting in after the paperwork and everything else, we're putting in 80 hours a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, sometimes you just can't get to it, man. Our families need us right. at, at points and stuff like that. Um, you know, sometimes you got to babysit your niece or nephew or whatever it may be. And you just can't do that quote that night like you want to. So like I said, uh, you did bring up a good point. I do try and shoot them out relatively quick. So that way, you know, you can kind of secure that job mm-hmm. to a degree, show some interest from the customer and, uh, you know, move, move forward from there. But um, most customers will understand that we do work hard. We do have lives outside of work and they're willing to wait a day or two extra to get their actual, you know, quote on paper or whatever you want to call this. And I think it's just communication. Like even even if yeah. it's not the quote, um, yeah. just being able to quickly communicate back to say, "Hey, look, I know I said I was going to give it to you. I'll have it coming to you in such and such day." Instead yeah, of just yeah. waiting that time period, I think that communication because people just want to know that uh, you're paying attention to them. Yeah, and, well, you didn't forget about them either. You yeah. know, they're not wasting their time. I think we definitely touched on on. I feel like every aspect of quoting and what's included and what people can expect from it. And just the, just the, the mindset that a customer should be kind of open to when it comes to quoting uh, from, from professionals like ourselves, because uh, we know that there's those companies out there that all they want is to seal the job. They'll tell you the number that you're looking for. They don't have insurance to pay. They don't have yeah, uh, yeah, workers' yeah, yeah. comp to pay, so coming yeah. from the 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 type of customers, I mean, the type of companies that I feel like all customers want to deal with, this is this is what they can expect. Yeah, this it's is what not, they should expect. It's not about getting a check right away. You know what I mean? I mean, you got to secure your job and everything like that. But um, 
you know, the customers do need to understand, like, we do want the job. We do want to pay our bills. This is how we pay our bills. This is how we take care of our families, all that. But in the same aspect, like I said, if it's a small business like I am in, um, you know, we're, we're putting in crazy hours. We're trying to keep everybody happy on the paperwork then. But at the end of the day, um, you know, you got to give your respect to the customer that you're currently on and make sure their jobs on time, all that, the same way that you would do it for them when you do yeah. get into your house and you start working on it and everything like that. Their project has to come first. It's not about the one that, you know, that's going to be next or the one after that. You know, you got to keep your focus on that initial job that you're working on and then move forward from there, you know? And yeah. like I said, most customers are okay with the understanding that, you know? Right. Well, uh, do me a favor, Jim, and give everybody all your social media. Uh, let us know where you, they can find you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those things. Give us a website. If you got a website, a uh, telephone number, if you want people to call you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Every way they can find you. I'm huge on branding. I'm, I'm, I think everybody should brand themselves. No, absolutely. Take take uh, advantage of the, the marketing opportunity and let people know where they can find you. Uh, my business page is on uh, Facebook is Seagos Construction. Uh, it's T-S-I-G-O-S Construction. Uh, should pop right up. You can book appointments right on a website. I learned that from my man, Carl, when I went on his <laughs> site. And I was yeah. like, yeah, he's got this thing going here. So uh, you can get us on Facebook at Seagos Construction. I'm on Instagram under Seagos Construction Guy. And then I have a TikTok account as well uh, under uh, Seagos Construction Guy. So uh, cell phone number 215-620-6248. And uh, yeah, good old South Jersey over here. So anybody in the area, give us a shout. Yep. Old South Jersey. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, if you're not, Simply Intricate Designs is, in my personal opinion, the number one contractor in Baton Rouge. But Seagulls Construction in Jersey. Y'all need some good work? Go check out Seagulls Construction in Jersey. Well, I surely appreciate it, man. Um, we always stay in contact. You keep doing great things. I appreciate the, the, the nuggets of knowledge that you dropped on us today about quoting what people can expect. Y'all stay tuned to the Floor Masters Podcast for the next week's episode. And stay tuned, Floor Masters Podcast. We're gonna keep this thing going. Next time we'll have, maybe we'll have a, a, a guest that'll do some freestyle. I'm not gonna put Jim on the spot, but we're gonna keep this freestyle thing going. Thank y'all. If you didn't think the freestyle was coming, then you're wrong. Everybody knows this is the Floor Masters song. Everybody tell me that the song sounds sexual, but it's not sexual, it's really intellectual. Cause we're bringing knowledge, like we in a college. Making people smarter, making people polished. Shining them up, like the floors that we master. Checking next week, cause we're coming back at ya. That's right, that's right, that's right. This is the Floor Masters Podcast. Thank you guys for checking in this week's episode. Check in next week to next week's episode. We're going to have another amazing topic, another amazing guest, and another amazing freestyle. Because that's what we do at the Floor Masters Podcast.